Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Chopper P. Cornell, and I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co host, Tempest of the Wrestler. I'm Tempest, the wrestler, the Quizzlemania champion, Tempest, the wrestler. <laughs> and you know who's sitting across from you? It's who's your that? jam, that champion, Chopper Pete Quinnell. Oh, oh, man. All the gold. All the gold. And we said we were going to do it. From the off, we said we were going to hold all the gold. And we have done it of course you're defending your quizzlemania championship tonight but it's not really in danger let's be real here i don't think there's a chance that you're ever gonna lose that championship because you're gonna hold it for for, for life oh see i i i'm of two minds here one not super worried about my competition of course i have great respect for everyone involved but let's be honest Dave Bradshaw came in last place when he was on earlier mm-hmm. this year. Yep. Kayla is doing the game for the first time as a as a singles competitor. So mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to get. Could be surprised, but I'll take my chances. James, it's been a while since, uh, since James was on. Mm-hmm. That being said, this is the kind of game that Adam just likes to throw all trivia out the window and it's say, you, you're going to draw pictures with your mouths. Yeah. So it could be a total crap shoot. That being said, I am still the Quizzlemania champion. I will be your Quizzlemania champion until I am no longer, and I do not plan on changing that fact today. Exactly. Exactly. And I am your jam that champion, and no one will ever take that from me. And the intangibles will run Wrestle Talk for the rest of time. It's gonna be a good time, everybody. Anyway, uh, how you doing? Aside from you know being Quizzlemania champion, how's uh, how's everything else? Uh, more of the same, honestly. I'm, like I've said before on podcasts, I'm like fully vaxxed now, but that mm-hmm. doesn't do much good when the world is still closed, you yeah. know? 
Uh, I should, I'm good to go as of tomorrow to be like back out into the world. It'll be my mm-hmm. two week breath period. Uh, yeah. So that'll be nice. I think I'm going to go and sit on a patio uh, with uh, a lovely lady friend and Ooh. that, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a nice change. But then after that, honestly, I'm just starting to, to look into what I can do with the world starting to reopen. Might take a trip or two here and there. I don't know yet. Nice. I'm very much looking forward to it, but I'm doing all right. Good. That's very good. Uh, I, would, I was, yeah, I was going to ask how you were doing, but I know the answer. <laughs> it's not as good. In contrast, I'm having a bloody miserable day. Yeah, I um, I have hay fever. And I don't normally get hay fever, at least not. It's only very mild. Like occasionally I might get a little bit of a runny nose. Maybe my eyes get a little bit sore. Today has just been the day where it's been decided that I have all of the hay fever in the world uh, combined into one person, seemingly. Um, To the point where literally this morning, I I woke up this morning because I was going to go to the gym before I started work today, uh, rolled out of bed and immediately just sneezed six times in a row. And I was like, what the hell just happened? This is what's it? Uh, it's baffling, genuinely baffling. Uh, my my desk right now is just it's just tissues. It's just tissues all over my bloody desk because I don't have a bin next to it. Um, yeah, I hate hay fever. It makes me feel terrible. It, I want it to die. I want to die. I think is is more appropriate actually. Uh, God, <laughs> I've been having a miserable day, and it and it was little things as well, like um went on my lunch break earlier uh, after the news video went live, but we decided to change up the uh, the thumbnail and the title for the news video. So I went on my lunch break, made myself a bagel, sat down and then got a notification from Ronnie, be like, hey, Pete, can you change up the thumbnail? I'm like, oh, God, d- 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 Brad, fine. I will come back and I'm just being really cranky about everything. Uh, so expect either a very angry Pete on this review or a really delirious Pete, or maybe both. I don't know. Maybe both. Who knows? Anyway, let's get into actually talking about this episode. Have we got some emails to get to? We've got pet pictures in the outro. Hey. Well, hey, I actually downloaded it in advance this time. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, we've got those to look forward to. Uh, so, yeah, let's get to talking about NXT, where the Diamond Mine finally opened and debuted. And it's actually featured the return of Roderick Strong as well. Wild. Let's talk about it. Where the first thing we're going to be talking about is actually what happened at the end of the show. Uh, because we got had the announcement last week that this thing that's been built up for a while, the Diamond Mine, uh, that uh, has been built up for ages now, uh, was going to be open next week. Uh, and open it was. Uh, because we had the main event match of uh, Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly, which we'll talk about later, which was really good. Uh, and then... Afterwards, Adam Cole started brawling with Kyle O'Reilly. Samoa Joe came out with security and all that stuff, and they all got kind of shipped away out, out to the back um, with uh, with all those guys, with all the chaos. And in all that mayhem, uh, out came the Diamond Mine. Uh, genuinely, I don't know who the other two guys are because I didn't look it up, uh, and I, I, I can't remember. I know you said it in your edited review earlier, so I'll pass to you in a second. But Roderick Strong... <laughs> Formerly of Undisputed Era, who, you know, on NXT uh, uh, quit alongside with uh, with Marine Shafir in that segment, uh, like, ages ago. Um, I think that was just after um, Stand and Deliver, wasn't it? I think yes. it, it was, like, a week after. 
Um, so he he quit NXT. This was his big return. Uh, seems to be kind of the leader of this faction alongside Malcolm Bivens, who was originally with Indu Share in NXT before one half of Indu Share's got uh, been called up to the main roster now, along, uh, and is with Jinder Mahal. Uh, Tyler Rust, yeah, that's one of them, right? Um, yep. Yeah, and another dude. Hit the other me with dude the Tempest. Hideki Suzuki. I don't. I don't yeah. expect a lot of people to to know who that is, though. No, he, yeah. he's more of the the unknown of the group. Whereas Tyler Rust, at least, has been on NXT. Yeah, a little bit here and there over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's the it's kind of the th- the three guys of uh, Roddy, Tyler Rust, and Hideki Suzuki, uh, and. Yeah, they, they they seem to be the the driving force. And then you got Malcolm Evans kind of seems to be the the mouthpiece manager type role. Uh, they beat up Kushida. Well, Roddy Strong beats up Kushida, and then the other two get into the ring. And uh, Malcolm Evans just says, "Diamond Mind is open," and that's how the show ends. Um, I thought it was a pretty effective debut. Um, and with Malcolm Evans at the very end holding up the cruiserweight title as well, kind of offering it out to to Roddy Strong, seems like that's going to be his his primary focus, uh, which I, I really like. You know, I think you mentioned this in your edited review as well that there were reports recently of them having more of a focus on the cruiserweight championship. I think this is a really effective way to do it, and I think if Roddy Strong does end up taking the belt off Kashida, I think that'll be pretty solid. I mean, I know I think you and I both would like to see Kushida have a longer run just because he's great. And we love seeing him wrestle and doing that open challenge is so, so fun every single week. But, um, you know, I, I think if they did want to end it, there, I think he has had a solid reign as it is. Cause he keeps doing that open challenge. He's defended it multiple times. He's got multiple people over. I'd be okay with that. I'm interested to see what, what the diamond mine gets up to me, me as well. I as well. English is hard. I thought the actual debut was pretty by the numbers. You know, they didn't do anything spectacular. They showed up and they beat a guy up. That's pretty, pretty by the book. Not saying it was bad by any means, but that wasn't the part of it that got me excited. What actually got me excited was the fact that Roddy Strong is now going to be leading his own faction. Because I've always said that I had, oh, I thought Roddy Strong and Bobby Fish were the ones that were likely to be left behind after the Undisputed Era breakup. And for the most part, it kind of seems like that's been the case for Bobby Fish. You know, he came back, has had his one match with Pete Dunne, and then did like a promo punch in a punching bag saying he's coming for Oni Lorcan, and we haven't seen him since. I'm sure he'll be back. I'm sure they'll still use him. But I don't think what Bobby Fish is doing is at the top of the list of priorities on the NXT bulletin board. That being said, Roddy Strong is fantastic. And I've always wanted to see Roddy Strong get that big push. And now it looks like we're going to be getting a Roddy Strong push. That's very exciting. And I absolutely agree. The Cruiserweight Championship, if it's going to be given more emphasis and more focus, just having top guys wrestle for it and take it seriously and value it is just the easiest, most guaranteed way to make it even more important. And we've seen Santos Escobar and Kushida really elevate that title over the last year. And now we're going to have guys like Roddy Strong fighting for it. That's very exciting. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Because, I mean, just those two of Roddy and Kushida can put on some fantastic matches. But just in general, if they're going to be placing more of an emphasis on the Cruiserweight Championship, they have so many good workers in NXT. And it feels like to me that the North American Championship, which previously was kind of more of like the work rate, 
title of NXT feels like that's becoming more of like just straight up like mid card title. Whereas the cruiserweight title now seems to be becoming more of the workhorse. These are the people that are like the best wrestlers in the world, um, but might not have the best characters or maybe not the best promo work, or there's something that's holding them back from being like the main, main event of NXT where you have the guys like the Adam Coles, the Johnny Gargano's, the, you know, the carrying crosses. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm super pumped for them to place more on it. Like I loved the, the the little microcosm of time of the cruiserweight title when it first became the NXT cruiserweight championship, and you had guys like Leah Rush and Angel Garza around the cruiserweight title. I loved I loved Angel Garza in NXT. God, he was so good. The tearaway pants got so over. Um, I wanted to get back to that again because there was a string of like maybe like a month of NXT where every single time that Leah Rush or Angel Garza came out, you go, okay, this match is going to be fantastic. And it always was, every single time. Uh, And I feel like we're getting back to that point now with, like, as you mentioned, with Santos Escobar, with uh, Kushida. So if this Diamond Mine, if that is going to be their primary focus, super pumped to see what they're going to do. Uh, if wh- Whether it's just those guys helping out Roddy, whether they're their own tag team on the side of uh, Rust and uh, Hideki as well, maybe, maybe they're just their own tag team that kind of get involved in the tag team scene. I don't know. But regardless i'm really interested like you said the debut was sort of by the numbers a little bit but at least it's kind of been like it's a recognizable face for you to go oh roddy that's a a thing like people will will get excited for to see him back rather than if it was just complete new trainees and they didn't do anything spectacular that might have been a little bit underwhelming like the thing that i think when you look at new names debuting like the shield for example on the main roster People very well could have just gone, oh, it's just some new people. But they set themselves out by, one, coming through the crowd, two, doing the triple powerbomb through the commentary table and making sure that CM Punk won that the match they were at at, at TLC. Like, that was enough for people to go, oh, these guys are cool. Um, <laughs> Survivor whereas, Series. Uh, yeah, Survivor Series, sorry. Yeah, and their debut match was at TLC. Thank you, fact checker. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, Diamond Mine, there's a lot of factions coming into NXT. And I really like factions. They're very good. Uh, so I'm 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 all for it. I think this is a, a a solid enough debut. My my one criticism I do have is that last week they shouldn't have said Diamond Mine coming next week. If this was going to be the surprise debut after the main event post-match angle kind of thing, they should have just said kept it just saying coming soon, coming soon, coming soon, and then they should have debuted rather than just saying, Hey, they're coming next week, by the way, and then you get to the main event segment, the last match. And then they go, and here's the diamond wine. It's like, yeah, well, we already knew they were coming. You told us last week. That's right. just, that, minor criticism because I kind of forgot about that from last week anyway. But, you know. just Yeah, I think when, because this isn't like a major debut in terms of hype, it's, it's not like they were hyping up the debut of Saray or something or Frankie Monet, mm-hmm. where it's a big in-ring thing with a established star from another company that people can look forward to because this was a surprise, like a reveal who's going to be the diamond mine. I don't think a whole lot of people were tuning into this episode of NXT just to see that. So Mm. if they had, like you said, just not had the tease of this week, the diamond mine shows up. If they had even just shown a diamond mine vignette this week and then had them show up, I think that would have been a little bit more effective, but at the same time, I'm not, it's a minor criticism. Hold up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Let's get in and see what you guys thought. Let's get into some of your ultra chats here. Uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support is the link to do it. The link is on the screen right now. Uh, as has happened uh, from uh, Tuesday's, uh, yesterday, sorry, uh, Raw stream, we, na- we will now only be reading out ultra chats of $5 or higher, um, just because, like, blanket across WrestleTalk podcast channel, just to try and save on time, because unfortunately we love you guys and all your support but we genuinely don't have the time to read all of them and sometimes you rush through the content to get to the ultra chats which kind of defeats the point because we want the review to be the actual point of the content so uh let's get into some ultra chats here steven guzman says uh lately i've struggled to watch nxt because all because uh, of all the bad main roster call-ups but the diamond mine has reeled me back in i love the foundation in ring of honor and this remains uh this reminds me of a heel version of them love roddy bibbins is awesome suzuki looks mean yeah, I've had a, I've seen a lot of people, including SP3 in the chat. Go follow mm. uh, True Heel Heat Wrestling, good friend of the show. I've had yeah. a lot of people say that they're looking forward to this because Roddy has been so good in factions and Ring of Honor and that sort of thing. And I totally agree. Roddy's awesome. Roddy's been awesome everywhere that he goes, and this is giving him a chance to shine. So I'm very excited. Yep, hundred percent. And also, yes, good point as well from SP3. I literally just looked at the chat as you mentioned SP3 there, um, saying that that there is a lot of heel stables in NXT right now. Go full on um, uh, with the way babyface turn. I will talk about that later when we talk about the way tag team match that they had on this week. But in the short short version of that, yes, I agree. Um, Yeah, I think babyface way is the way to go. Um, Uh Loss insufferables. What? 
has ultra chatted in to say uh so roddy's new gimmick is the lebron of wrestling now can't win unless teamed up with other superstars spoken um, like someone who doesn't know basketball yeah um <laughs> no 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 i don't think so i don't think that's fair at all roddy's great Roddy anyway is great you know who yeah. else is great lebron james is great put some respect <laughs> on lebron james name no yeah. one can win without multiple superstars have you seen the it's nba true. good yeah, lord it's it's almost was a team game or something I know that's wild. You know who is the closest no, no, no. one to winning uh, fairly solo? <laughs> the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> and even still, that would be if you call Kyle Lowry not a superstar, which you shouldn't do. But it was Kawhi Leonard and then everyone else, as opposed to the Golden State Warriors. This is a basketball podcast now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm say, no this is deviated wildly from NXT. <laughs> Let's get into the rest of this episode of NXT, which started off with Adam Cole coming out. And you and I have spoken at length how we really like when NXT starts off with a match. And they say, here's what's coming next week. And then that week comes and then they just do the match. Uh, it's a pre-announced thing. It's a, it's a good thing. This was Adam Cole coming out and coming a promo. However, I think this worked really well because Adam Cole already had the stipulation of choosing his opponent from last week. So we already knew it was going to be Adam Cole versus someone. So it was already a match, but the promo made sense because he still had to choose his opponent, which also gave him a reason to cut a promo beforehand. Um, and it all just, it all just synergized. It all just, it all just worked, especially with kind of the, the recap video package they played at the start of the show, recapping all the things that Samoa Joe did last week. Um, I just think it, it it all worked together uh, to make this a, a good way to do an opening promo. Uh, and this was also a very good opening promo. Adam Cole's a great promo. Who'd have thunk it? Um, him saying that uh, just because Samoa Joe's around, that doesn't mean he's going to play by the rules. He's not going to pick his opponent. He doesn't want to. Um, but he gets interrupted by Carmelo Hayes, who we saw recently doing uh, Kushida's uh, open challenge, uh, who we both really liked from that open challenge. And this is also why I say that I think if Kushida lost the title, it wouldn't be the worst thing because he's already elevated people like Carmelo Hayes, who otherwise we wouldn't have uh, known or appreciated. Uh, he comes out and quotes John Cena, comes out and said, oh, there's a very well-known phrase, ruthless aggression, same energy, and kind of slaps Adam Cole, and they have a match. Really fun match. A really fun match. This man... Um, I really liked how both of them went back and forth. They hit a lot of the same moves on each other or like slight variations of the same move on each other. Like Carmelo Hayes hit a pump kick and then Adam Cole would hit a pump kick. And then like Carmelo Hayes hit a massive code breaker and then uh, Adam Cole hit a backstabber straight after. And it's like, they just keep like going back and forth with like the moves on each other. Um, and uh, eventually after a really fun match, Adam Cole won with the Panama Sunrise, but Carmelo Hayes got really over in defeat. Uh, it was the it was a perfect match for for what it was designed for. It was a perfect match. Yeah, yeah. I, as far as the promo went, I totally agree that this was the exception to the rule where the promo helped the match, and the match was still the focus of the whole segment. It wasn't just I'm gonna come out and talk for 15 minutes, which mm. has been seen on too many wrestling shows. This instead is 
Adam Cole cutting out and cutting a very relevant promo. He had relevant things to say for the show. It made sense for him to come out and cut a promo. And then it was a good promo. Again, I was very happy to see Adam Cole wrestling on this show. It's been so long since we just got an Adam Cole match on NXT. Oh, it was so refreshing. And then Carmelo Hayes is amazing. I'm a big fan. I'm a really big fan. Now, I want to compare this to a very famous match quickly. Y'all remember when Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels wrestled at WrestleMania 19? And the idea behind the match was it's like they're wrestling themselves because they were so similar and their moves were the were the same and their style was the same. And that helps. They're both main event guys, but it helps elevate Chris Jericho to the level of Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels is supposed to be the greatest of all time. Here, you have a very similar situation where Adam Cole is portrayed as perhaps the greatest NXT champion of all time, one of the best NXT stars of all time, and then he goes out there with Carmelo Hayes and they're hitting moves that are similar, and Carmelo Hayes doesn't come super close to winning the the match, but he gets enough offense in to make you think that he is a star, and this, I love this match, man. I love both of these guys. Carmelo Hayes to me is a guy now that if they put him in a title in a title program or a bigger storyline, I think he would fit in perfectly. He has so much potential. I absolutely loved it. Yep, hundred percent. I think you, that's that's the word really is potential from this match. It's it's the kind of match where you go, okay, I'm interested to see Carmelo Hayes's future, and that's mm-hmm. that's exactly what this match was designed for. Absolutely perfect stuff. Loved it. That um, cell on the Panama Sunrise too it was bonkers. He just did a handstand. <laughs> it was great. It was so dumb. I loved it. Um, oh, fantastic! And yeah, and his massive code breaker that he hit, I popped for it. And it's a code breaker. It, it looks cool. But he like he leapt into it. Like he got to Adam Cole's head height before then coming back down. It wasn't like he just dragged Adam Cole's head down. He got up to Adam Cole's height, all six feet tall of him, and then you know, and and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and uh, crashed him down. Adam Cole is six feet tall. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Really good way to start off the episode. Uh, Frankie Mune is backstage with... <laughs> I feel really bad, but I wrote down Frankie Mune is backstage with Leah and whatever her name is. <laughs> Jesse oh, no. Kamea. Sorry. That's it. That's the one. Uh, and uh, she says that they should call them the winner's circle. But why would you do that when they don't win? That's a bad and Also, why would you do that when that sounds exactly like the top faction of the other company? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like Lord. W- Winner's Circle on its own in a in a bubble is a good name for like a team, right? Yes. But but it's, it doesn't make sense for them because they don't win. And like you said, sounds exactly like in a circle, like <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe don't do that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Robert Stone comes out and they were just saying, Oh, it's going to be a good night for the Robert Stone brand. And then they, they walk off. So again, they're tr- trying to tell the, the story is like, uh, Frankie Monet kind of teasing dissension and trying to separate out Aaliyah and, and Kamea from Robert Stone. Robert Stone cannot catch a break. Goodness me. Uh, well, since, his, yeah. since the start of NXT, it's like, here's Chelsea Green. His have Mercedes Martinez. Have Aaliyah. And none of them have worked for him. For him, specifically. Like, in kayfabe, Robert Stone has been absolutely shafted uh, since, his, since his debut. 
whatever. Yeah. Um, Zoe Stark cut backstage promo after that, um, saying that uh, she likes Io Shirai, and then Io Shirai came in and said that she respects her, but she doesn't like her, and then walked off. It's not very nice. Yeah. Why would she right. like Zoe Stark? She seems pleasant. Yeah. Oh well. Io Shirai. Yeah, she's still edgy, which is very. is weird. I feel like we never got an Io Shirai babyface turn. She just stopped wrestling baby faces and started wrestling heels again. But she's always kind of kept that attitude of just being mean and edgy now. When did she turn face? I don't know. It just happened somewhere along the way. Hmm. I have no <laughs> idea. I think it was shortly before her title win last year. I want to say maybe because yeah, she was maybe. on... She was on the the heel team for War Games after she turned in 2019. Yes. And kept that momentum through until I want to say just before she won the title. Yes. But I don't recall like the spot where she she saved the other baby faces. Maybe it happened, maybe I'm misremembering it, but I don't know. Hey, you know what? That's generally the way that face turns should be done. Because I think yeah. a big a, a face turn is a lot less like a heel turn. A heel turn, you can be like, I'm bad now. I'm going to do a bad thing. And everyone will go, oh, boo. But yeah. if a heel then suddenly does one thing that's good, people are going to be like, why are you doing a good thing? You're a bad person. Mm. Um, so they, they should be very gradual and drawn out. And people have to slowly come back on side to cheer you again. So I think they did a very pretty good job with that. Speaking of slow fit, oh man, there's one segment before it that was going to be a perfect segue to talk about the way. Damn it. Um LA Knight cut a promo. It was good. I really yeah, liked it. Him with him with the million dollar championship. It's good. It's exactly what we wanted from this. Just like a, a proper asshole um video promo of him just being like, I've got a title. I'm the best. You care about an old man. You suck, Cameron Grimes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. It's it's fine. This isn't. I'm. It's, it's been one week, so I'm not going to yeah. say they're not doing it properly. I want the the more fun, creative kind of vignettes where he's going out to shops like Ted DiBiase would and doing asshole millionaire things. I'm looking forward to those kind of vignettes. But like this was fine. It was just it was a promo. It's yeah. it's cool. Yeah, and Ellen Knight's still a good promo. Like does yeah. does the job. Yeah, it was very good. Speaking of long drawn out face turns, uh, the way uh, I really think they should turn babyface because it really worked on this show. Um, they come out to cut a promo. This is uh, Gargano in theory of that part of the way come out. Uh, Gargano cuts a promo saying like I out wrestled Cross every single time it was me and him in the ring. I out wrestled him every single time, and everyone knows that I can out wrestle him on my worst day. And the crowd was like, "Yeah, you can. We like you, Johnny." Um, yeah, he's just getting more and more organically over as a babyface. The way is just turning people, they're turning him back into a babyface just because the way is so good. Uh, but then he gets interrupted by Pete Dunn and only Lorkin. Uh, and then my next note is literally way face turn. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, and uh, they get into a little thing. Dunn says that he's got to be mad if he thinks that he's the number one contender over him. And uh, then they they walk off and and uh, Johnny's like, hey, we're upstanding citizens now. Don't you don't have to worry about us. And I really like him now that Samoa Joe is around. Johnny's just like, I'm not gonna mess with that guy. That's fine. Um, 
and just does everything like puts the mic down gently and just like walks off like hands in the air kind of thing austin theory just kind of does like hey i'm watching you to pete dunn and pete dunn grabs the fingers and snaps him which is pretty funny uh austin theory selling is pretty funny i'll give him <laughs> that uh just the complete oversell and him just running up and down the ramp to be like oh my fingers the whole time was pretty good uh i we'll, we'll talk about it more after they have their, their tag match later but i really really enjoyed seeing johnny gargano as a baby face again on this show he's not an overt baby face he's not out and out he's not just like i'm doing this for the fans kind of baby face now but god just hearing the crowd cheer for him him leaning into that and then the tag match they had later where they wrestle babyface, I'm like, God, Johnny's such a good babyface. And we haven't seen it in so long. Seems like it's been ages since we've seen uh, proper Johnny wrestling. I want to see him back, man. I do as well. As for as for the promo itself, I mean, he's the smartest man in NXT. He's the one that doesn't want to try Samoa Joe. You know, and... I don't remember if I said it in the written review. I definitely recorded it, but I may have had to cut it for time. But I like that it's different because there are so many people that want to go and try Samoa Joe. Like Adam Cole is angry about Samoa Joe putting his hands on him, carrying cross, and he obviously have tension. Pete Dunn keeps having stare downs with uh, with Samoa Joe. So there's a lot of tension building throughout a bunch of people on on the show. To have Gargano be the one who's like, no, I love Samoa Joe. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not giving him a reason. I like that that's different. I like things being different on this show. And even if it's not, I feel like it could very well be a face turn. But even if it's not, I find this whole thing they're doing, this shtick right now, I find that to be very entertaining. So I'm happy either way, no matter what happens. That being said, man, Gargano as a baby face is just like your favorite sweater. It's just like you put it on again and you're just like, ah, so comfy and cozy and you watch it. And like you said, he wasn't being an out and out baby face about it, but he was wrestling a baby face style in the double heel tag match later in the show. And he's, he's fantastic either way. He's one of the best in ring performers in the world, but I think he's just so much better as a baby face. And that's very rare for people. It's easier to be a heel. So when you get a guy like him who is just fantastic as a babyface, I think you need to run with that. 100%. I was I was heartbroken when they turned him heel. Uh, not because I didn't enjoy him being a heel. I think he's a very effective heel. He's good at what he does. He's just he's just one of the best babyfaces in the world. Like, God, just want to see him succeed all the time. Just like him. He's good. Yeah. It's the same yeah. way I feel right now about Sami Zayn. Yeah, you know, 100%. where he's he's a great heel, but at the same time, he's one of the best baby faces that we've ever seen in in a WWE related product. So, yeah. maybe do something with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, we then had uh, Cameron Grimes backstage. He arrives at the show, which was a bit weird because we didn't see him later. But sure, right? Yeah. I was going to bring that up. I yeah. was going through all the bits for the written review where I was like, okay, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then Cameron Grimes showed up, and then Ke what, what, what did this lead to? He walked into the building, and that was it. That was his whole day. He showed yeah. up. They yeah. didn't even do a promo or anything backstage. No, like, we we got a little a little graphic in the bottom right corner during another match. Can't remember which match. They just said Cameron yeah. Grimes is going to be in action next week, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he was backstage. He showed up. And he was saying hello to some people backstage, continuing the babyface turn. 
saying hello to some people and just giving them money because he can. Uh, but then one guy decided to badmouth Ted DiBiase. Don't know who this guy is. He was just there and just said, oh, you take care of grandpa. Ba-da-ba-da. And then Grimes was <laughs> like, ha 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 ha. And then beat him up and just punched him and then walked off. Uh, for for like a half second, I thought it was like Ace Austin from Impact, and I was like, "What?" Because he had like the colorful <laughs> hair, and so I was like, "Yeah, what are you doing here?" You know how you walk by a bunch of NPCs, and then there's a main character in a video yes. game. Yes, that's what yes. this felt like. It was like yeah. regular guy, regular guy, guy with colorful hair and ear spacers and everything. And I was like, "Okay, yeah. you're the one in this group that's supposed to be important." Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cameron Grimes punches him, continues to babyface turn, and we don't see him again for the rest of the episode. All right, continue, yeah. continue with the story out. Not everyone's on every episode. It's fine. Yep. Um, then had uh, Adam Cole and William Regal backstage. Uh, Adam Cole saying that, oh, sorry, William Regal saying that uh, what's done is done between him and Joe. There's no, there's no extra anything else to be solved between them. It was just that Joe got provoked, choked him out. Let's move on. Um, and Adam Cole was just like, huh, no, uh, I, I say it's done when I say it's done. Uh, and that there, there will be consequences to this, but let me go. I'm going to get out of your hair and walked off. Cool. Adam Cole's such a natural promo. I, it's yeah. genuinely unfair that he can make anything that's probably scripted feel like it's never scripted ever. Everything just feels so natural to Cole. It's crazy that things like this and then something else on the show later on happened on the same show because this to me felt like a totally natural normal promo segment you know no one felt like they were reading a script here it was very good everyone's delivery in this set in the segment is very good adam cool's just he's just the best man god just so good you just believe everything he says um the way go backstage, Regal's gone back to his office. The way go backstage, back to Regal. Uh, I really like this bit as well. Again, just continuing a slightly more babyface style of the way. And that they went in, Johnny Gargano replaces uh, the pencil that he broke uh, into William Regal's office. And was just like, hey, you saw that, uh, the thing for the, he just, he just did the, the fingers on him. What, what are you going to do? There's going to be some repercussions, right? Are you going to, you're going to do the brass knucks? Are you, you going to suspend him? Like, what are you going to do? Um, and he's like, no, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a tag match with them uh, later. And they're like, what? We don't have gear. And he's like, ah, sorry. Um, so again, he's still they're still heels, and William Regal is still kind of getting the comeuppance on the heels kind of thing. But they're much more comedic with it. There's a lot more babyface flair to them. It's a good segment. I really liked it. Yeah, I I did as well. You know, I don't have any profound thoughts about it by any means, but. I like everyone's performances in these segments and they're making me like everyone more. I didn't think yeah. that I was going to like Austin theory in any of these segments, mm. you know, but I'm, I'm getting on board with it. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm really about it. hundred percent. Um, isn't it wild? I'm just going to bring this up now before I forget. Isn't it wild that on the last two weeks of NXT, you've given it a five out of five, and on both of those episodes, Dexter Loomis hasn't been on it. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> you, you, Pete Cornell, I was going to do my best not to bring that up. I wasn't even going to say his name. I didn't want people to be like, oh, Tempest is, he's, he's, Dexter Loomis is just living rent-free in his head. I wasn't going to mention it. But yes, now that you've brought it up, isn't it curious that the best episodes of NXT are the ones that don't have the worst character in wrestling on them? Hmm. Crazy. 
It's wild. Wild, man. <laughs> what um, a twinky dink. Yeah, after that, uh, we then had uh, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai versus Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. Um, with uh, Candice and Indy Hartwell, the other half of the way, came out to watch ringside. This is a fine enough match. Nothing much really happened. Everything was all right, I will say. Aaliyah hit a pretty nice Northern Light suplex. It's not very often we get to compliment Aaliyah's work, so credit where credit is due on that one. I thought mm-hmm. she she very much held her own in this one. I thought this was very so solid. Solid. Yep. Uh, Star I won, obviously. Uh, but then afterwards, uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai came out. Um, and obviously the, the way were already there. Uh, and Moon and Blackheart came out as well and cut a really annoying promo. And then all of them started brawling and Joe separates out the brawl, sort of. Just gets the security to do it instead of him. But yeah, sure. Um, it was all right. It, it it kind of felt to me a little bit when all the teams came out it kind of felt like they were saying look how many teams we have it's such a fleshed <laughs> out division and it's like well is it though is it though yeah yeah i thought yeah i thought the match was like it was pretty like bang average but mm. when Aliyah is involved average is above average if that makes sense yeah, and I don't want to again. I don't want to sound harsh. She did well on this episode, but yeah, I mean her track record is what it is. The match was fine, and I'm not super into the idea of oh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, possible number one contenders for these titles when they've had one tag match. Uh, something about that doesn't click for me, but I, I get it. You got to do this. Maybe they probably won't win the three way. They'll probably give that to. To Ember and Shotzi, maybe, so you can at least have the the babyface uh, team go up against the champions. But I really, I really gotta say, because this is, I think, the only thing on the entire show that I didn't like mm-hmm. was this Ember and Shotzi promo. Oof. I haven't been the biggest fan of a few of their promos. Like, I think their delivery is kind of ho hum. It's sometimes it's all right, sometimes it's it's a little bit cringy this was the most obnoxious promo oh my god i don't know what it is about baby faces sometimes where they think they need to like really ham it up but i can tell you me personally and i can only speak for myself i hated this i like this was change the channel heat for this promo and their baby faces don't do that. Please, I beg you. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but when wrestlers do things with their voices that make annoying noises, it's never good. Never. Yeah. Ever, ever. Whether it's Bailey's laugh or uh-huh. this or Melina's scream back in the day, mm-hmm. people don't like those things. So. Yeah. I don't know. May, maybe we can avoid doing stuff like that in the future. But again, this was pretty much my only criticism of the show was this very obnoxious promo. Yeah. So I'd say it was probably a pretty good show in that case. And it was like, it was fine. But then there was like, what was it? I, I genuinely, I didn't even write it down because I, I didn't want to remember this promo. Um, But... <laughs> Shotzi was basically saying that, like, oh, did they forget that we've beaten them and doing the thing or something or whatever? We've we've done something and they shouldn't be number one contenders. 
Then Ember Moon had a really drawn out, like, what kind of like thing and it's like just stop stop what don't you're doing, do that please. it's yeah, so it's annoying really, it's bad yeah and then Shotzi oh. had the the really deep voice at the end and she, she beat the <laughs> it's literally a batman impression i'm batman yeah oh god Shot, they... Shotzi bat heart yeah they're that friend at the party that yes. everyone goes <laughs> like yeah, we're trying to be nice to you, but you're kind of uh, annoying. Not babyface yeah. behavior. <laughs> Not at all. Have we got confirmation after this that it's going to be obviously Cole versus O'Reilly at Great American Bash, which we already knew, and also it's going to be MSK versus Champa and Thatcher at Great American Bash as well. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I assume. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it when these tag matches have a a clash of styles like yes. that. And both yes. babyface teams. For those who remember my rant about the uh, Thatcher and and Ch- or was it Thatcher and Champa? It was one of those teams. Thatcher and Champa, Grizzled Young Vets against uh, Legato del Fantasma that I wasn't as big a fan of. Both teams being babyfaces makes this work a lot easier. Hundred percent, absolutely. Um, after that, we got uh, the way which is Gargano and Theory version uh, versus Dunn and Lorcan. God, I just love seeing Johnny Gargano babyface. It was so mm-hmm. much fun. Uh, I I really like the pace of this match. I thought it was perfect. Um, I think they had the the right amount of time of, like the pacing was so good of like Theory uh, getting worked over. And like and they, they did an initial spot at the start where like, they, did the t- they did the tag, but Gargano <laughs> tagged Theory on his injured hand earlier from when Pete Dunne did the fingers, and he was like, oh, no, my hand again. Super oversell, but nice attention to detail. I love it. Um, the Way have such strong potential as baby faces. God, just... Everyone was so into them. Obviously, they're facing the super-duper mega heel team of Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan, who are just people who just like to beat people up and there's no kind of babyface redeeming qualities to them. And the way obviously have their comedy. So they have a little bit of babyface in them already, but God, everyone was just so into Gargano in theory in this match. I was as well. Anytime they started doing stuff, Gargano started doing his big dives and like, even like the finishing spot, he did a, a dive to the outside, did a tornado DDT from the dive onto the outside, then hit the, um, the final beat onto uh Lorcan and got the pinfall victory. I, j- I was just my, like, man, Gargano picking up the pace. It that is lit, that is genuinely it. That is the, the main difference of Johnny Gargano between babyface and heel is that when he's wrestling babyface, he can just go at like the fifth gear forever, right? And just keep on going. And when he's a heel, he just slows it right down. Because that's what you should do as a heel, is just yeah. slowing the pace right down. But just seeing him here picking up the pace again, it just threw me right back into like peak babyface Johnny Gargano times. I'm like, oh man. I want this more. I I hope this is the start of a face turn for the way, personally. Yeah. I kind of touched on it earlier in the show, but it really is a testament where it's just, it's much harder to be a baby face than a heel in pro wrestling. And when you've got a guy who can do both, you should probably lean on him being a baby face just because how many guys do you have that are going to be as good a baby face as Johnny Gargano? None. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. So I would probably head in that direction. The match here was, I thought this match was fantastic. They did a really good job. I love the attention to detail with the, the tagging, the, the hurt hand spot. Anytime they do 
spots like that where they hurt a hand and then it comes back into play later. I like that a lot. That being that being said, let's just let's just turn these guys baby face. Let's let's yeah. do it. You know, let's let's yeah. go with it because honestly, what are we really holding back on for this point? Like we've got the whole the index storyline is kind of attached but separate, which could complicate matters because I feel like that is a real dynamic of everything is that Candace is a is a heel while Indy is trying to go for Dexter and that's that's something and that's that could throw a monkey wrench and everything. But Candace LeRae is a fantastic babyface worker herself and Indy Hartwell seems likable as well. So I have no reason to think they wouldn't make a good babyface team. So hey, if we can get out of this Dexter Loomis nonsense and turn the whole group babyface, I think that's a really there's a lot of potential for a big babyface faction for the way in NXT. 100% yeah. And I also think I know how you can turn Candice and Indy babyface as well. You're going to hate it, but I think it's the no, way they're going to do I it. I know where, I know where you're going and I agree. Here's my prediction. Possibly a great American bash. If they want to do it soon, they could do it there because it should be treated as a as a big moment because the storyline has been building forever. Uh, is Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell finally kiss on screen, everybody? And Candice is okay with it. That would be the babyface turn of Candice being like, here's what everyone wants to see. Fine, you've convinced me this is a good idea. Maybe like, maybe Dexter saves uh, Johnny and Austin Theory from like a beatdown from Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan or something. Like maybe maybe it's like the four of the way there and Indy looks like she's going to get in trouble, but Dexter Loomis saves her at the last minute and Candice is like, maybe Dexter is a good guy. And then she finally gives him the blessing. Everybody's happy. Everyone loves Index apart from us. Everyone loves Index. Everyone's really happy. And the way finally become baby faces through the, the blessing of Dexter Loomis. And that would be the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. That'll be the peak of it. That'll be the time when they turn. There you go. There's my prediction. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I think that I honestly, as much as I don't like the storyline, if that's the storyline that they do, I think that makes sense narratively for what happens. And if we're trying to get to the way being baby faces, that's the most logical way of turning this group baby face and still including that storyline of Dexter Loomis. Because you could just like, if you axed it and forgot about it, I'd, I'd maybe even be more upset that you wasted my time with everything. So you got to like write it into the direction for things, but doing it in a logical way. I think that's as good as you're going to get. Yep, 100%. Um, do you want to talk about this next backstage segment with Karrion Cross? I need to blow my nose. Sorry, I have hay fever. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, sure. We didn't mention at the end of the Gargano and uh, the Way versus the Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan match, Karrion Cross came down, hit his back elbow to the, to the head of Johnny Gargano, and walked to the back. It looks like we're probably going to be getting an NXT championship match between them in the near future, which would really help the case of Johnny Gargano turning babyface. So maybe, maybe there's something there. The next segment was Karrion Cross and Scarlett walking backstage, walking past, and you see Samoa Joe, and they have a tense, a tense stare down. And, and Samoa Joe, you know, they, Camarion? Uh, no, that's not, no. Goodness, that was a brain malfunction. I don't know. Just my whole brain shut down. Karrion Cross said, remember, only if provoked. And Samoa Joe said, oh, don't worry about it, champ. Let him walk by. They left. Scarlet turned around and 
gave a hard stare down to Samoa Joe. And then Samoa Joe turned around and Pete Dunn was still there, just kind of lurking. So again, a lot of tension between the NXT roster right now. I don't know where any of this is going to lead because it feels like they're building to a match that they might not be able to have. Maybe Samoa Joe is cleared. We don't know. We don't know. I hope that he is because I want to see all these matches. But if we can't get them, then it feels like a bit of a waste of time. But we won't know until we get there. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Yes, indeed. Agree with everything you said there. Uh, Electra Lopez versus Frankie Monet came next. Frankie Monet's encore after her uh, premiere. My only note for this match is Monet wins. That covers it, honestly. Yep. It's a good match. Uh, Monet's pretty good. I I quite I really yeah. like her in ring style. I she's re- like I I wasn't sold on the home Monet character when she first debuted. When she was just interrupting everyone, when she's wrestling, I'm like, right, I'm in. Like this yeah. makes a lot of sense. This is great. I I'm interested to see where we go next, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of ready for that because she's yeah. been on the show since we started doing the reviews, and yeah. it's been about three months now, and she's had two matches. And I'm ready to see something. I don't know what that yeah. something is, but I know it's not leading Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. I'm not I'm not down with that idea. I don't think I think that will be a case of them bringing her down a peg yeah. rather than her bringing them up. And I don't want that to be the case because I really do like Frankie Monet and her work. I love her music too. She's one of the mm-hmm. few people who's gotten a good song. I forgot to mention that Adam Cole's song still is not just the Undisputed Era music, but whatever. It's neither here nor there. I just want to see Frankie Monet do something. Mm. I'm with you. Uh, hopefully we get that soon. Bronson Reed yeah. was backstage, cutting a backstage promo, uh, saying he doesn't understand Santos Escobar. He already crushed him up against the thing. He already, what does he need to do next? Throw him into a TV? Whatever. I could throw him all around the... the oh, his hit rope. Um... Yeah. They come in, top dollars just being like, oh, everyone's colossal until Colossus walks in. I was like, that's a good line. I like that. Um, and uh, Ashanti the Adonis uh, talks to the cameras being like, Everise, hey, you suck. We're going to come kill you. Uh, and they did, actually, after that. Sure did. Um, we, we saw uh, earlier on Everise tried to spray paint their car, but top dollar was already in it. So that they ran away. I thought that was quite funny. Um, and then we had the tag match of Everrise versus Hit Row. I probably sh- you can tell I had hay fever this morning because I, I I was struggling to even like sit forward to type a note. I was just sitting back, just being like, "This is a fun show," the whole time. Um, my only note for this match is Hit Row are awesome. There you go. That's what, that's the extent of my notes for this one. They were so good uh, in this yeah. match. I, I we've gushed enough about Hit Row. You guys already know what we think about it, but like. Being able to tell each of them apart, each of them have their own very distinct characters in the ring, as well as wrestling styles. Ashanti the Adonis' dropkick is just a thing of absolute beauty. I love it. Um, I like their tag team finisher. I know you mentioned in the edited review it might be a little bit of a dangerous move to do at times, but I think the theory of it sounds really good. I quite like it. As a tag team finisher, sounds really nice. Um, Yeah. I they're just really cool and they murdered Everrise. And then I liked afterwards where uh, Swerve hits the the is it the house call? Is that what he calls it? Uh the, so. the kick to the to the head on the other one they didn't get pinned. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah, the I mean the match wasn't 
much of anything. It was like it was a squash, right? Pretty much. Everrise yeah. Everrise didn't get hardly any offense. They threw Top Dollar to the outside, but he immediately popped up and killed them again. The tag finisher, I must hit home that like this you can do the move a certain way. I just don't think that Ashante Adonis can jump when he does the neck breaker mm. part of it, yeah. right? Because the problem with everything here is that when the one guy is going down to hit the yeah. power bomb, the yeah. other guy is still coming up hitting the neck yeah. breaker. And when you hit a move in wrestling, you want everything to hit the mat at the same time. That, that goes for, for everything, whether it's just taking a bump and you want all the parts of your body to hit at the same time so you don't just hear like, you know, when it's your back and two arms slapping the mat at the same time. You want it to all sound, you want one big noise when they hit the ground. And that isn't just like a safety thing. That's just, you know, good presentation. As far as the safety goes, you could really mess someone up with this tag finisher. And if you just had... Uh, Ashante Adonis kind of like, like when Randy Orton does, he doesn't really like jump to make the RKOs half the time these days. He just kind of gets into it and does the move. If you just grab the guy's head and hit the neck breaker as he's coming down, I think that's a much better way to do this finisher and much safer. Cause even in this match, that landing looks like, like really kind of, kind of scary. And I don't want to, it's a, it's not the right kind of suspension of disbelief when I'm watching wrestling, if that makes sense. If I have to, it pulls me out of things when I go like, oh God, is he hurt? I don't want that. I want that to be like, oh, that looked devastating, but I know it's not. Yeah, I'm You're with you. Though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I realized just as I was about to talk. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it was a really fun match though. Still love hit row. They're the best. Uh, oh, yeah. We then got... <laughs> This is probably my favorite thing on the show. Not really, but this was also my favorite thing on the show. Uh, Mercedes Martinez cuts a backstage promo. Uh, oh and she gets, she gets told that next week is going to be a, a mixed tag match uh, with her against Zaylee and Boa, and she needs to find a, a tag team partner. Zaylee and Boa come in and beat up Mercedes Martinez. Boa's standing over a chat and rubbish. Jake Atlas comes in from out of nowhere, hits a boot onto Boa, and gets Mercedes up, her, up onto her feet. And then just said... Looks like I'm joining the fight. <laughs> Jake Atlas has joined the fight. It was a video game moment. What is happening? This is the Smash moment. Introduction. This is the it's moment so I was talking about when I said earlier that it was like Adam Cole has such good delivery, and it's weird that a promo like that could be on the same show as something else that happened. Yeah. This was the moment. It's so. Oh my like, god! A new challenger like, has appeared. It's Jake I, Atlas. I understand uh, that, like, wrestling is anime sometimes. It just yeah. is, right? This, this was anime, anime. Like, delivery of him just be like, looks like I'm joining the fight. It's like, wait, wait, who are you again? Like, why, why, why are you God. saying it like this? This it's isn't like some, the, like, boss battle against aliens that have invaded or whatever. This is a, you, this is a freaking <laughs> mixed wrestling match. Calm down, Jake Atlas. <laughs> he walks up in injustice, and this is his walk-up line. This is about to play Batman. Oh my god! It was so funny. It was felt so out of place. It was so funny. Oh man, I couldn't stop laughing after I watched it. Looks like I'm joining the fight. Um, and then we got so confirmation. cheesy. Oh my I god! I know. I loved it. Uh, oh. And then we got confirmation next week. 
uh, that is going to be, I think it was next week, that we're getting uh, Stark and EO versus Moon and Blackheart versus Raquel and Dakota. Uh, triple threat. They uh, winners become the one contenders. And then we got the main event. Kushida versus Kyler Riley. We don't have that long to talk about it, but good oh. God, it was such a fun match. Oh, man. These two are so good. Just going back and forth. Submission, 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 attempted submission, attempted submission, attempted submission, submission, submission. There's a strike. I'm going to get out of this and I'm just going to kick you in the face now. Like, oh, man. So back and forth for the whole thing. And every single time the commentator's putting over, just like, right, he's trying to take down the leg here. He's trying to work on trying to work on this bit, trying to, uh, you know, like ground and pound. They're trying to do this thing, trying to do that thing. thought the commentary was really good. And I really liked... It just just felt, as you mentioned in your editor review, just so believable that they just want to like work on these specific body parts, and they're doing these really unique takedowns to get them into the onto the ground so they can lock in these submissions and stuff. Both of them are so freaking good and so good together as well. God, what a fun main event! I had so much fun watching this. Every once in a while, I get to see a New Japan match on WWE television, and this was. A rare it's a rare thing but i love it every time this was one of those matches man where it's you get you take it for granted if you're watching new japan because like oh all the matches are great at least they were anyway a couple years ago this was just the most fun tv main event i can't put them over enough they are so good they work so well together too they they complement each other's styles so much and then just like I said in the edited review, and as you just said, it felt like a sporting exhibition. Mm. Something about the whole presentation of this, of Kushida coming out and kind of like stretching. He was taking it seriously. This wasn't just another day at the office for Kushida. And they went in there and just had a fantastic match. And a match that you can absolutely believe because it's two guys who not are not necessarily like they don't portray themselves as shooters but they're both legit fighters where they can have a believable match that's based around submissions and strikes and that sort of thing and you can suspend your disbelief and think that you're watching an actual sport i love that that's my favorite kind of wrestling yeah oh i love this match abs it's fantastic this is the perfect kind of match for these two guys absolutely yeah so so much fun uh, and I, I actually, you know, as much as we, we often complain, we did complain at Hell in a Cell when matches ended with roll-ups. This makes so much sense to end yes. with a roll-up. Roll-ups can make for good finishes sometimes, but you have to know the right scenario when to use them. And this was the perfect scenario for it. After going back and forth for ages, attempted hoverboard lock, attempted hoverboard lock, attempted hoverboard lock, Kushida gets it in, finally, and it seems like he's got it locked in, like, oh god, O'Reilly's got nowhere to go. And out of nowhere, O'Reilly rolls him up, one, two, three. Kushida was on the brink of winning. Like, if he'd have held that in for, you know, maybe like another five seconds or whatever, O'Reilly possibly could have tapped, you know? A lot of times, Kushida gets in the hoverboard lock, and almost instantly people are tapping out. So you'd have thought that if he'd have got it in for a bit longer, O'Reilly would have been in trouble at tapping. You know, that's how that's how strong the hoverboard lock is. That's how much it's been protected. But O'Reilly just manages to get a roll-up in. One, two, three, O'Reilly wins. Non-title match, so of course O'Reilly is not your new Cruiserweight champion, but elevates the Cruiserweight division as a whole, thinking that the, the Cruiserweight champion can hang with, you know, guy who was just competing for the NXT championship. Uh, and you get the sense that on another day, Kushida could beat him. 
Exactly. That's what that's what this it elevated both of them in defeat, if that makes sense. Uh, whereas a lot of the times roll ups are used to try and like protect people, and to a degree, obviously this did protect Kushida, but a lot of times it's used as like an out when they don't have yes. a better way to do a finish. This was the perfect way to do a finish. Uh, keeps O'Reilly strong, keeps Kushida strong, and it, it fit the style of the match perfectly. Uh, just with them at literally attempting to counter each other at every single turn, and this countered the hoverboard lock. It's perfect. It's exactly what you needed to do. Yeah. I think when it comes to finishes like this, the fit, like a roll up, isn't a bad finish. It's all situational and they just do it so often in a bad way that that kind of skews people's perception of it. It's the same thing as when like you look at it and people would necessarily think a DQ is just a bad finish. But you can still do a good DQ finish. It was like when we saw on SmackDown a few weeks ago when the Usos and the Rey Mysterio uh, Dominic match ended in a DQ because Roman came in and caused the, uh, the end of the match. That was a perfect way to further that storyline. They weren't doing it because, oh, we just want to do the same match next week and we don't want to give away a finish because we booked ourselves into a corner, so we're just going to do a DQ. That's not the point. That's a bad DQ, whereas this was a good one. You can see bad roll-up finishes, and this was a good one where this was done to show that on any day, this match could go either way. And these two are perfectly evenly matched. And on this night, Kyle O'Reilly was the better man. Yep. Perfect booking. It's just simple. It makes sense. Don't have to think about it too hard. Great wrestling. It was a five out of five show in my book. Yep. It was great, yeah. Um, And then afterwards, obviously, we got the Diamond Mine debut that we already spoke about at the start of this show. Um, And I really liked as well that almost instantly, Kushida was like, wait, no, go into the referees. But like, wait, was that two? Was that two? Was that three? I don't know. And then obviously, like, realization saying. And then he just hugged Kaya, who was like, yeah, well done. Like, man, you got the better of me. Just proper babyface stuff that you don't need to overcomplicate. He's that, Kushida's that kind of babyface where he's like, hey, you got me, all right. Yeah, I, I like you as a person. We had a really fun match, but you got me, kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it was great. He's a sportsman. He really is, isn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah. And then there was the the Diamond Mine debut. I agree with you. I think this was a five out of five show. There was basically nothing wrong with it. Uh, very, very minor stuff. You know, uh, even the stuff that was, you know, not as great as others was still it furthered stuff. Or, uh, you know, like the 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 women's. Um, uh, tag match with Stark and Eo versus Aaliyah and Jessica Mayer was still very like served a purpose, you know. It, it still furthered the story, and then we had the, the storyline stuff afterwards. Like it was all, it all worked. It just, it was, it's building really nicely to Great American Bash. I'm looking forward to that show. It's good, really good. I really can't complain. So five out of five, it's got to be. We did say thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. If you've not been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. WrestleTalk.com forward at uh, Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk is the place to go. Uh, we've got WrestleTalk After Dark going up uh, today uh, because we're going to be recording it literally after this NXT podcast. Um, so we're, it's going to be up later today. And that is for our $10 and above backers where a bunch of us are going to get together. We're going to probably have a couple drinks and we're just going to talk nonsense for a couple hours because that's what we do. Uh, so yeah, if you want to listen to that, that's at the $10 above tier. That's going to be up later today. Uh, and if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, uh, then, uh, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you too. here comes the money 
Fred Buckland. Woo! Ooh. Thank you very much. Thomas O. Ciampa. Yeah, thank you very much. The Big Bad Dog, Ryan Hansen. Yeah, thank you. Duncan. Just Duncan. Yeah, just Duncan. Thank you very much. The Juan and Only, Gabriel. Yeah, thank you very much. Ari and Shifra, the Boozer Weights. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Angelic Angelo Mercado. Yes, yeah. thank you. This is some kind of Patreon shout-out. Nate dropped surname. Yeah, thank you very much. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Yeah. Thank you. Say it to my face, Riley Finlayson. Yeah, thank you very much. The Pim Particle, Terry Hankamer. Yes, <laughs> thank you. And living in the past, Kieran Pryor. Yes, lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you to all of our pledge hammers. Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats before we get out of here. Last chance to get those in. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support is the place to do it. Steven Guzman says, uh, also I just figured out uh, how I want to see it. I'd have Kai betray Gonzalez, but have Gonzalez refuse to fight her for a bit. Uh, she doesn't want to fight her friend, regardless of the betrayal, until Kai eventually goes too far. Interesting. Interesting. It's like it's the Undertaker and Kane rivalry from 1999. Mm. Or 1998, yeah. rather. Yeah, essentially. Uh, 69 intangibles underscore Sage Egan. <laughs> Great name. Uh, had to turn my brightness down because y'all's gold is shining so bright. Uh, congratulations on your winning streak, which shall continue tonight. Hashtag LIW for life. Hit Row is the coolest thing and it's just a money factory. Samoa Joe is the baddest bitch on the block. Lol. I agree. Oh, yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot of people with an actual, genuine cool factor in NXT. Right, yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's rare. You gotta, you gotta make the most out of that. Do you know who isn't? Cool, Calorie. Kyle. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really glad that we haven't seen him recently. He's just been wrestling, and that, that's the, that's the good part of Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, LJ Mickey says, "Ultimate underdog babyface Gargano is the best. Do that." Although uh, I'm not sure how the family gimmick works on babyfaces. I think it can work. It can I think work. so. They can make it work. Uh, do you want to take over for a couple? Because guess what? Your boy <laughs> needs to blow his nose again. Hey, hey, fever. <laughs> for sure. We have one left over from yesterday's Raw review. Or, yeah, yesterday's Raw review from Bacon Rasher saying, Hi, lads. Sorry I joined late, but we'll catch up later. I joined at the cat picture when Ollie said it's it's sitting like a person. Can Ollie show us how he sits like that? And when does he do it? Oh, dear. Jam that jam. This, of course, is the picture of that cat that's been going around sitting in a really weird position. So, sorry, Ollie's not here for that, but maybe maybe on next week's Raw, we'll get him to sit in a weird position for you. Uh, Hannah Allen says, congratulations, gents. You did what you said you would do. Very well done. Open your mouth, create your world. Just quietly living, uh, just quiet, just quietly loving this newfound, no hard earned confidence as well. Struggling sometimes. Come Damn. on, Tempest. You I'm struggling. It. Nah, that's fine. Suits you, lovely men. Thank you, champs. Lots of love. Liw for life. Emma Thank Bond says, as a trans girl, I love pickles, but I'm allergic <laughs> to peanut butter. Ironically, this means I can't take regular uh pro progesterone. 
I think yeah. I said that right. Yeah. Uh, what would you suggest as a substitute for the peanut butter in a peanut butter and pickle sandwich? Well, the peanut butter and pickle sandwich is pretty dependent on both the peanuts and the pickle uh, pickle butter. The peanut butter and the pickle. <laughs> I don't want the pickle butter. And the pickle butter. That's what you should try um, instead. God. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I wish I had a better answer for that question because, I mean, the peanut butter is just it's so it's so important. I don't really know. Ah, I like peanut butter on a lot of my sandwiches, so I'll, I'll try and think of an answer for that and then and get back to you. Um, yeah. Cosmos says, what a glorious day. I just got hired for a new job with higher pay, so I'll get to spend a couple weeks off at home. Happy to kick off vacation mode with the best podcasters, the LIW gang, and we'll be supporting Tempest later on today at Quizzlemania. LIW for life. Thank you very much, Cosmos. Congratulations on the new job. Well done. I'm proud of you. Looks like the final one of the day uh, is from the Zornese saying everybody who complains about Pete being negative all the time should see the champ when he reviews good shows or matches. Trying again. Tempest, have you maybe heard if it's true that Tiger Mask has a film has has a female successor? Have a good time. Uh, Tiger Lady, perhaps. Um, I have not heard anything about that. I haven't really been connected to much of the japanese scene as of late i'll be watch. i've watched matches here and there but i'm not as locked in as i was like a year or two ago um but i think it'd be neat passing on the tiger mask mantle to a to a female wrestler hmm. why not there's no reason not to do it so let's do these emails tempest let's uh, so, uh, if you guys want to email in, uh, support at wrestletalk.com is the email address to do so. And we will read out some of, maybe all of them, who knows, um, on the on the, the shows. Goodness me. It's going to be a delirious one today, Tempest. <laughs> I, I can tell my brain already isn't functioning, uh, oh, but that's dear. fine. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, so we've done Eli's email itself. But we didn't get a chance to do the pet pictures. Uh, right. So we're going back to Eli here. He's got some pet pictures. Let me just get them up on my screen real quick. And let me just make sure, because I am going to be screen sharing this. I just don't want to make sure that I'm only screen sharing the pictures and not, you know, the rest of my laptop, because that would be uh, bad. Uh, okay, here we go. It's time for some dogs, Tempest. Hope you're ready. Oh, goodness. Oh. They look so fluffy and scruffy and sweet. Yes, I agree. I love the the fur just above the nose it's like darker it looks like they have like a yeah. mustache fur oh <laughs> it's great i love it uh, it is great Aww. yeah a mustache we... above the nose it's like a do we... yeah yeah do... i was gonna i was gonna let you get away with that because mustaches yeah. don't go above the nose but as we know from you me brought... like cottonwood it's a little head <laughs> growing above the upper lip <laughs> i love you like cottonwood do we have names for for any of these any of these um, dogs. I wish you had told me that before I started screen sharing. Let's just show all the pictures first, and then I will. All right. I'll go back all to right. the email and I'll double check the names. I just don't um, want to misgender these dogs. Of course, yeah. Well, all all dogs are good boys. We all know that. Every single one of them. They're girls. They're good boys. Doesn't matter. Every, <laughs> all of them are good boys. Uh, more pictures. He's sleeping on a Snorlax. Oh, oh. I love him more. Oh, I love it. I want it. I want a giant like Snorlax beanbag chair. You know they exist, right? I know, but I'm a grown yeah. man. Yes, that's why you should get one. <laughs> yeah, you can make those kind of purchases when you're an adult. You know, you're right. 
you're right yeah. perhaps yeah. perhaps uh in my next my next place of living i will i mm-hmm. will make that executive decision for myself yeah sounds good uh just some more Whoa, spin. so scruffy spin. yeah so scruffy very good very cute uh one more just so expected look at the, the the skull and crossbones on the um oh uh, yeah on the tag very cool love it very punk uh i believe there's one more Oh, it's just, it's just so small. Boy. I know, yeah. Oh, oh my so goodness. Good, good boy. I died. I loved him. Uh, cool. Uh, let me go back and check this email. Now I'm not screen sharing anymore. Uh, uh, I present you with Matty Pop Woof Woof. That, that yeah. is, that's a hell of a name. Yeah. Uh, he is my and my girlfriend's mini hmm, schnap, 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 schnauzer. Schnauzer. Schnauzer slash Yorkie slash Chihuahua mix. Oh, wow. Crikey. Is Uh, Schnauzer not a word that they say in Britain? I mean, it might be. I just haven't heard it. You've never heard of a Schnauzer? No. Wow. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just uneducated. I don't know. That Um, that is impressive. Like that, I don't know. That's just not anything that I ever thought would be like. That's a fairly common breed of dog, I would think. Yeah, I don't know whether it has like a different name or like, uh, or yeah, maybe I'm just uneducated. And chance, you know, chances are I probably recognize one if I saw it. If you said that's just now, that's a schnauzer, you'd be like, okay, but I I probably couldn't tell you it from looks. Um, uh, so yeah, he's me and my girlfriend's mini schnauzer slash Yorkie slash Chihuahua mix, and I love him. He's the smallest of his bunch, and his sister pictured with him is the largest. No, how sweet. very cute, Aww. very cute. Thank you, Eli. Appreciate it. Thank you for the email. Go on here for. Uh, we've also read the email of Florian as well, but we're going back to uh, the email just to get the pet pictures from it. I'll read the email before we do this now. Uh, I hope that's the real name. <laughs> That's an awesome name. Uh, they don't have names for these ones. Here are some lovely pictures of my cat and my dog to brighten up your day. Hope you'll have a wonderful day. Exploding people and such. We don't do that. Don't know what you're talking about. Oh dear. Uh, greetings from Germany. LIW444 Life. Um, right. Let me get these other pictures up here. Uh, where do we get to? This one. This one. Oh, my God. So cute. Let me screen share. Oh. I am. Oh. I'm just warning you. Oh my gosh! I know. Oh, how cute! I am, I, I will warn you, Pete. Uh, if mm. the day comes where you show me a picture of like a golden retriever puppy, there's mm-hmm. a ninety nine percent chance that I will have a meltdown. Cool. Yeah. No. Sounds good. Yeah. Golden so if any of you adorable. out there have golden retriever puppies, specifically puppies. Mm-hmm. And want to send them in, you will get a reaction out of me. A, yeah. a strong, powerful reaction. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. Oh, uh, oh. They're just adorable. Yeah, I love it. Look at that. Oh, how artsy. What, what a, a what a photogenic photo. picture. Ooh. So fluffy. Look at that coat. Look at that coat. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, oh my good! Oh, these are like professional photos. Are amazing! Smokes. Yeah, I want genuinely. that picture framed. I don't even know this yeah. dog. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the kitty as well. 
It's a very, that's a very pretty. Oh my goodness! What a yeah. what a pattern! What a fur oh, no, pattern! Yeah, man, adorable, oh. adorable. These are some really good photos. Like very high quality. Yeah, this, oh. this must have been shot with like an iPhone 12. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay, so the heads run. The heads run yep. that way. Okay, right, right, right. Yep. right. I got confused for a second. I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh, it's amazing. Uh, sleepy. Sleepy. Amazing. Yeah. I love its I love eyes. It. Love the cat's know, eyes. Yeah. They're, they're massive. Yeah. Love it. They, they like they contrast the rest of its fur too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Very nice. That's the last one. There you go. Love it. Excellent. Amazing. Stuff. Thank you very much, uh, Florian, for those pictures. They were brilliant. Uh yeah. And oh, oh, we've got a new one here. I literally I sorted out the emails just before we we got on to do our our uh, big team meeting that we do at two p.m. on a Wednesday, where basically everyone from the rest of talk team gets gets involved and does a big meeting. Um, and I didn't have this email in the inbox then when I looked, but it's been put in there since then. So let's have a look. See, uh, Brett Brett Augustine probably shouldn't have read your full name. Uh, says, uh, dear Pete and Tempest. Uh, hello, Pete and Tempest. I have a question for you and was wondering if, if you could help me. I've been running a podcast of my own for a while now and do everything I can to get people to listen, such as publishing daily and having a social media presence. The only problem is that no one seems to listen. I was wondering if you guys had any advice on how to get people to listen. Also, Pete, I heard you say a couple of weeks ago on the SmackDown review that you don't like peanut butter and you're not alone. I don't like peanut butter or pickles. Thanks. Sorry if this was too long. Sincerely, Brett. It was not too long. Um... Well, there the first no... the first well, step is liking peanut butter and pickles. That uh, yes. will help you throughout life. Yeah, that that's that's got to be the way to do it. Um, honestly, there is no shortcut, easy way to get people to listen to stuff you're making or to watch what you're making. All you got to do is just make the best content you can. Honestly, do do what you're already doing. Just keep, you know, doing the, the social media presence and just, yeah, and publishing daily could be a good idea. Maybe, you know, less than daily might even be better. Depends on people's listening habits and stuff like that, that you're, uh, the, what your audience is. Uh, but genuinely, the most important thing you can do is make amazing content. Because if you make really good content, people are going to be coming back for more. If your content is good, there's other good content out there that's probably going to be easier to find and access than yours so you need to be really good in order to stand out from the crowd essentially because i don't know if you know this but everyone's got a podcast these days uh so especially if if you're trying to trying to stand out yours needs to be exceptional whether that is in terms of quality or in terms of presenting or the content that you have on there that's something completely different and new than what other people are doing if it's very samey and your your personality isn't as uh what's the word called? as riveting as some of the others out there, then people will naturally kind of just go to to other people's stuff. Nothing against your content might be very good, but if there's stuff that is as good or better and more easily accessible, people will naturally go for that. Just the yeah, way think, it goes. I think you've basically covered covered everything. The short answer of it is just um make make give people a reason to need to listen to it and that that again can be 
the content itself that can be you and your personality that can be the the production value of it mm -hmm. there's a, def a bunch of different ways that you can go but there needs to be a reason to set yours apart from the million bajillion other podcasts that are out there 100 percent, yeah uh, but thank you very much for the email brett appreciate it uh and yeah if you guys want to email in support at wrestletalk.com is a place to do it uh, but that is all the time we've got for this episode of the wrestle talk podcast we're going to be going live very shortly uh yeah thanks for listening everyone really appreciate it uh we're going to be back with more content soon uh we're going to be having as of next week i believe aw is back on a on a wednesday night is it next week that it goes back uh so, yeah. so. so next week we're going to have the aw reviews back uh, in podcast form as well uh, on the Thursdays and stuff like that. So yay for all the AW fans, you can stop complaining when we do the SmackDown reviews on a Saturday and say, why aren't you reviewing AEW? So now we're going to get you your AEW back on its Thursday slot. Anyway, I'm going to go because I'm rambling. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We really do appreciate it. Take care of each other. Stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.